Hello, everybody, and welcome to show. I like show better than podcast. To the secret podcast. And you're not supposed to be listening to this. And remember not to tell anybody because it's a secret. Shh. It's a secret. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I forgot to do one last night, but I'll do it now. And I'm not using my microphone. And Walters, he's, you know, tooling around in the room. So you might hear some of that noise as well. So today I'm going to talk mostly about what did I talk about last time? The emails? Yeah. So now I'm going to talk about projects. So in my line of work, I feel pretentious even saying that I so I'm in, you know, design, video editing, all that good shit. And unfortunately, it's not like a lot of other professions where you can just say you have a bunch of experience, you get a good reference and you're good to go. This is one of the professions where they go, OK, yeah, no, 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 no. Everybody says you're good. Your resume looks good. You're impressed with the interview. But uh, I want to need you to do some free work for us. Yeah, just 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 to make sure you know what you're doing. And while I totally understand their idea around it and many of the companies do it in a fine way but it can come off as if you don't think you this person knows what they're doing and you're trying to get free work especially if you don't know how to do a interview project for example i had multiple places and i'm not going to call them out i might call it one one of them multiple places that said okay Here's the little project that we need you to do. Uh, we'd love for you to get it done as soon as possible. We don't give a shit if you have a full-time job. That's verbatim. They said that to me. And they threw at me at least 25 gigs, maybe more than that. I think I'm being on the low end because I don't want to perjure myself. Perjure? But lie? I Words. And... They were like, yeah, we just need you to make a quick uh, 15 minute long YouTube video, full edits and all that good stuff. And uh, if you could get that to us in a couple days or like, you know, as soon as possible, maybe tomorrow, that'd be great. And it was just like, I fully understand that's what the job's going to be. But you have to also respect people's, you know, I don't want to work for free. What if somebody else edits better than me. I don't get the job even after I edit a 15 minute long video. That's kind of ridiculous. I don't think that's how you should be interviewing people. Sure. Do a little project. For example, I had one I posted on my Instagram. It was for a place called Streamlive, which, you know, I like their idea of what they're going for. But all they said was, hey, take a music video or live performance from an artist you like and make it into a quick 15 second, 20 second Instagram story. And I had a lot of fun with that. And it was pretty quick. And for 15 to 20 seconds, you can kind of get away with doing something pretty quick without suffering that much quality. And it can be fun. But a 15 minute long video, which I've got assigned on three different interviews to do at least over a 10 minute long video. That's, in my opinion, unacceptable because it's just too much work. Like depending on how much they want you to do for that, a 15 minute long video, it could be anywhere from like five to like eight hours of work that they will not pay you for even retroactively if you get the job. 
And it also seems like sometimes you look and you're like, hmm, are they going to post this? So there's just a whole lot of things that go into it that I'm not too keen on is a lot of the projects. Um, like I said, they can be done well for the job I accepted. I did have to do a project and I ended up having a lot of fun with it. And, uh, what was actually assigned and what I did was much different. Uh, I kind of decided to go, you know, my overachieving self go above and beyond, uh, cause they were asking for one asset and I might just share some of that stuff out. Um, pretty soon but yeah those projects are ridiculous and i also realized that those projects are probably good for not only the employer but for the person applying the employee because i found out real quick as soon as i downloaded all that stuff and took a look at it i just go "Ah, fuck i do not want to do this and granted i don't want to do anything so that's maybe a me problem not a not a company project problem but i don't want to do anything and as soon as i started looking at some of those things um i just even they were somewhat in a realm i was interested in i just looked at the edits and looked at all the footage and i just was like nah (laughs) which i guess was good because then i could you know realize where i wanted to focus my time on uh but yeah that's on the projects let me know if Anybody else for your job application process, you have to do projects because I would assume for like marketing roles, they want to do some kind of campaign thing or maybe even for like, I don't know what my partner does, uh, financial analysts, maybe they have to test you in Excel or something. Maybe it's super common and I'm the one just, you know, barking up a tree for no reason because I don't want to do work. Uh, Anyways, yeah, have a good Thursday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I wonder who's going to. Beyond this podcast. Kyle, man? Okay. All right, another episode. Let's keep this momentum going. Uh, so there are a few things uh, on this earth that feel better than trying to convince one of your closest friends to get hooked on a certain show or movie or book or any kind of like storytelling medium or video game or something like that. Um, And like obviously not everything is gonna land, uh, but I can remember distinctly about like two or three years ago when uh, Ryan was a nomad and he was traveling from house to house. it was around the time we started working on our like animated dog park short. Um, so we were still really green in our creative process. But I remember one night, it was like a Friday night and we planned to like go out. And I told Ryan uh, like years upon years uh, throughout college and in middle school, Uh, because the show's been on so long. Uh, It's the Venture Brothers. It's been on Adult Swim. It's like one of Adult Swim's like earliest shows. It it started in 2004 and it's going to have its final, well, it got canceled after its seventh season, which made no sense. And now they're getting a movie to finish it. Um, And we would, we would watch the Venture Brothers in middle school because I had season two on DVD uh, all the time. We would watch like Robot Chicken or Family Guy, a bunch of these like irreverent shows that were not meant for middle schoolers and then throughout that time I was just like hey dude like 
you like this, you should watch The Venture Brothers. And then after Rick and Morty became such a like cultural phenomenon, I told them like, hey, like I understand joke for joke, it doesn't uh, it doesn't stand up to Rick and Morty, but in terms of like long form storytelling and like character development and just like an amazing animated world that's familiar yet so unique, it, like the Venture Brothers has that. And he was kind of hesitant at first to get into it. Um, but then I get back to that night. It was Friday night. We were supposed to go out and Ryan tells me he's about four episodes into the Venture Brothers. So we told ourselves like, yeah, let's watch another episode and then we'll go out. And it was an episode where it was the, the Ventures landed in Florida and they were supposed to make a deal with a knockoff Walt Disney. And he's called like Mr. Bisbee or something like that. And I just remember like both of us just dying laughing. I was a little nervous because it's like, I love that show so much. It's as if like I was pitching it to him as if I created it. Like that's how closely entwined my ego was with that show and him liking it. And to my surprise, well, I guess not really a surprise, but we ended up just like dying laughing at that episode. And then we watched another episode and then another episode. And then I think we watched maybe like three or four more episodes after that to the point where we just didn't go out. We just got hammered and watched the Venture Brothers at his place. And that was such a pure moment of enjoyment that I still look back onto fondly. And I, it's, it's so rare that you actually get to pitch something and then see them fall in love with it in real time as opposed to them just being like, oh yeah, I binged all of it, I loved it. And then you can kind of just have those discussions later. But it was something where, like, I don't know, it was years of groundwork, of hammering at home, like, hey, you're gonna love this show, hey, you're gonna love this show, hey, you're gonna love this show, yeah, I'll get around to it. And then he finally does, and he does love it. And then he tells it, uh, he recommends it to his friend Peter Nuttall, and then he absolutely loved it too. And it was cool, it felt like, it felt like I was doing, like I should be compensated by the Venture Brothers in some way for peer-to-peer -peer, uh, recommendation. Um, but I guess I don't really have a point. Um, I think that's just like a fun phenomenon that kind of happens in like our current time. Like we don't, <laughs> we don't live in a really like super exciting time. So like you just got to make your own excitement. And apparently my, my excitement is telling people to watch something because I think it's good and I think they'll like it. Um, anyways, all right. Take care. Thanks for listening to me talk about nothing, absolutely nothing for five minutes. Things are going to get